Welcome back to his call, My Purpose. Today, I just had a thought. And my thought was too long for morning thoughts with Pastor D. So I thought, you know what? How about let's just put this out on the podcast platform. And my thought is, in a world created with thousands, millions of people near, far, within the U.S., all around the globe. Why is it that compassion, honesty, and love are so hard? Why is it that in a world where, in my opinion, we all strive for the same things? We strive for comfort. We strive for love. We strive for comfortability. And in so we we do the things to provide for that which we need. So you go to work to raise money or to make money to pay for your necessities to care for your family to provide for your food and shelter and clothing and transportation to and from various places you're called to do but why when we live so close to each other when we live in such A world where practically some of us live on top of each other, you know, whether it's apartment buildings, whether it's um, condominiums, um, I'm giving the reference of on top of each other, even when we live in homes, our homes are basically just separated by a wall. There's not, unless you live in the country, there's not that much yard or land between you, but yet the compassion for one another has been thrown out the door. We argue about everything. We fight about everything. We judge each other about everything. We assign rules for some things and talk about, I should have a right or right not to or to follow this. Then we sign rules for another thing and then we fight over the right to or the right not to do it. And all along, my question is, Do we do this for the greater good? Or why is it that in everything or most things that we do, there has to be this superiority? There has to be someone at the top. There has to be someone at the top that's supposedly saying or dictating to us what to do, how to do, and how to do it. But yet there was always someone. There was always God, in my opinion, who created everything. And in that, he created it in such a way that love was the center, that love was the focus, that provision was that which we needed. So it wasn't that you had to run around worrying about things. All that you needed was provided. And all you had to do is is stay in a state of relationship and a state of love. You know, it's really funny when people say, 
you know, come up to you and say, oh, you're so emotional. What's wrong with that? What's wrong with allowing that which is in me to be expressed outwards? Because I believe two things happen. When you hold emotion in, whether it is good or bad, it can have a negative effect on you. Meaning, if there is something that has hurt me, or that has that I'm fearing or that has caused me pain and I hold it in my body is going to react in such a way because it knows it can't carry that weight it knows that that is something foreign to it it knows that it's something that is causing something to happen con- con- contradictory to way I function so if I cry it may be because of sadness It may be because of disappointment. It may be just because I can't physically do something for somebody that I love and I care about, but has nothing to do with anger. See, when we don't understand the natural responses of human nature, we assume things that are not necessarily true. Now, if I run around laughing and and it's sometimes when I have a laugh and it's a nervous laugh, but you hear me laughing, so you think I'm 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 joyful or I'm excited or and I'm not, I'm not saying me me you know when I say me I'm just using it as a general statement. But I the person may have a a laughter and it may be because they're uncomfortable. It may be because they don't know how to express themselves at that time. And in order for them to be able to stay in that situation, they hide behind that laugh because they don't want them want you to know what they're really feeling. Or there are times where I know that someone has had an emotion, whether it is anger, whether it is love, whether it is uh, congratulations, and they hold on to it. Why? For fear of being misinterpreted. We have been so conditioned not to express what we really feel and how we are feeling that we have become numb to each other and that this world I feel that we're living in is so fake it's got this 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 movie theater uh feel like you know cut okay cry okay cut okay no you can't be you can't be sad anymore so shut that off okay no what is it about human nature that we run from each other so quickly that we judge each other so quickly that we are so quick to elevate some based on appearance, based on what we see, but you have no idea what goes on in the private place. And I'm not saying that we should know everyone's private secret time. That's not what I'm saying. What I'm saying is, do you genuinely, okay, do you have friends that check on you? Do you have friends that reach on you, out to you? Do you have family that reaches out to you? And then my question is, do you ever turn around and reach out to them? Do you ever turn around and just call them for no reason? Do you ever check up on them? Now, I'll say this. Someone could post something on social media and assume that they're talking about them. Why? Because that's what they're feeling in themselves. That's not necessarily why that other person's posting that post. And then somebody can post something and then you check on them. 
Why is it that we wait? Because a lot of times when people post stuff on social media, that's because they're at their breaking point. They're at the last point and nobody was there and nobody was concerned up until this point. But all of a sudden, now because of something that you see on social media, now you want to reach out to that person. But did you ever think it was too late? Did you ever think that the person's going to say, well, they weren't there before, so why should I believe that they're truly here now? See, one thing I love about how I was created, it's a good thing sometimes I say, and it's a bad thing, because I feel, and I feel deeply. I feel my emotions as well as your emotions. And we live, I live out my life sometimes carrying other people's pain. And I'm not saying that's a good thing because it's like me giving you permission to feel what you feel because you don't give yourself permission to feel that which you were supposed to feel. If you were upset, you were allowed to be upset based on the situation. I didn't say you were allowed to go cuss somebody out. I didn't say you were allowed to go beat somebody up. I didn't say you were allowed to retaliate. But if you don't acknowledge emotion, if you don't acknowledge feelings, then who are you? Then who have you become? I think it just bothers me when people hide behind a mask. And I'm not talking about COVID and I'm not talking about uh, the mask that we have to wear outside. I'm talking about you have masked yourself for so long that you are no longer who you are. That you can't hear or you can't see or you can't understand why people treat you the way you do. Because you've taught them how to treat you with your mask on. And then when the real you shows up, they don't know it. They don't understand it. They can't comprehend what you're saying because that's not who you've shown them. You've shown them this cookie cutter, rainbows and unicorn person, and that's not who you are. So they don't know how to interact with you. Why do we do this? Why do we suffer in silence? Why? Who said that you had to suffer in silence? Who said you had to go through what you're going through alone? Who said you had to endure the pain for yourself? Why do we do that? Why would a God, a loving God, create us a relational people with emotions, if not to be there for each other, if not to support each other, if not to encourage each other? And let me tell you, when I say those things, that's not just in that moment. That's not just in that season. That's if somebody's been placed in your life, then I believe it is, is our, let's for lack of a word, duty to be there in the good times, in the bad times, and in the ugly times. It's not for us to pick and choose when we get to be, a, be there. And to speak honestly into and over that person. Because when you do that, that person knows that you're real. That person knows that they can trust you. That person knows that they can depend on you. I know a lot of people within the last 24 hours who have lost loved ones. And I see them operating as if nothing happened. 
I see them operating as if status quo. And my heart breaks. My heart breaks. Because where are they? You don't have to be strong for me. You don't have to be strong. And I, and I know we say, oh, I have to be strong for the kids. Why? Allow the kids to see you grieve because then they'll learn that it's their safety and comfort and in the, in the grieving. Why? Why can't they see you grieve? To learn that this is a part of life. To learn that this is a part of emotion. Okay, I think I'm done. But I think the hardest part today is to see people walk around in this fake pseudo body and not acknowledge that they're hurting. Because that's where hurt turns into destruction and it eats you from the inside out. My plea for anybody that's under the sound of my voice that hears this, know that there's people around you that love you, that are there for you, that will support you, that will encourage you, that will walk alongside of you. I didn't say they would remove what you're going through, but they will go through it with you if you allow them to. And I promise you, when you don't do it alone, you'll make it to the other side whole. I didn't say quicker. I didn't say I didn't say um, immediately. I said, but you'll make it whole. So all of you will make it to the end, not just half. Real talk, real life.